It's the Bill King Show. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. I is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's the Bill King Show. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock. That's what we call a sack lunch. I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Always a pleasure. Jay Book, this first question comes from Tom in Myrtle Beach. I consider this question not not in direction of in the direction of Tom, but the general question blasphemous, but I'll ask it. It goes like this. Last year's Big Ten Media Days, they were talking about moving the Ohio State Michigan game to week one or two to avoid the end of the year potential back to back games. Is that a legitimate item, Jay Book? I don't think so. I, I don't think they will ever touch that game. If anything, I would like to see it potentially moved off noon um, and make it a prime time game. I mean, that's or if you want to ha- if you want to make a little bit of change, have each team do a color rush where they both wear their home uniforms, similar to how you see. USC and UCLA do. I think that would be pretty cool. But as far as moving it off the date, I don't. I do not see that happening. Um, there will be a chance that you could see a Michigan versus Ohio State back to back with the with the expanded playoffs. You could see a situation where if both teams are really good. They may play each other three times in a season. Um, we've talked about this kind of on on Twitter. Just have, you know, just throwing out different scenarios. If you're Ryan Day and you're, uh, you know, Sharon Moore, uh, it's already locked in that both of you guys are going to be playing in Indianapolis for the Big Team Championship. Winner of that game will essentially get a bye in the playoffs. Do you show your hand at that end of the season game in November? Do you rest any of your starters who may be on the fringe of banged up? So those type of conversations will have to take place. Uh, if both teams are are locked into that Big Ten championship game. That is a legit point, but, Jay Book, we all know you will never admit to that. Whether you do it or not, you're never going to admit it. No, Ohio State fans, no matter how, I mean, deep in their soul, they don't care 
what the scenarios are, how how it could potentially benefit the program. They want to win that game at all costs. Anytime they're going to keep score, they want that win versus Michigan. All right, now this is basically the same item here, but it was tweeted here prior to you coming on. Jeff Two in the six one five asked Jay Book, "Would most Buckeye fans rather beat Michigan, win the B one G, and finish up runner up for the football natty, or lose to Michigan for the fourth straight year, not win the Big Ten, but win the national championship?" That's a tough one. I mean, I, I definitely think beating Michigan. Um, is priority number one. I mean, the, the program's goals always beat Michigan's number one, win the Big Ten championship, and win a national championship. I think if you can beat Michigan, you lose into the national championship. The uh, the locals, they are content. They're, you know, obviously you always want a, a shot of a national champion winning it, but there's something to be said about having to hear the Michigan fans trolling and poking fun of your program if you lose to them for an entire year. So I think as far as the mental collective and especially with the outreach on social media, beating Michigan will always be priority number one for the program. Jay Book, probably a junior high-level question, but I'm not embarrassed. I'll post it. This team coming up on paper with the additions, and they have not been on the field together yet. We all understand this. Are they better in certain positions or units than the 14 team or the 02 team? I think I, – I do believe that they are – that 02 team, I mean, that squad was absolutely loaded. I think every starter got drafted off that, off that team. So, yeah. I don't know what the situation with this one is, especially when you still have some question marks up front on the offensive line. You still – need to uh, sort out what the linebackers are going to look like. But as far as the 14 team, I do think they will be able to rival that team. I, I do think that this team may be a little bit deeper um, as far as, especially when you look at the wide receiver positions, I think the talent, high-end talent there is a little bit better. But that 14 team and the difference from then and now is the offensive line. The offensive line in those uh, championship years, they were absolutely nasty. What we witnessed against Missouri, that was not an Ohio State caliber offensive line performance. So they're going to have to get that bad taste out of their mouth. Everything starts up front, especially in the Big Ten. If that offensive line is solid and they're playing up to a high level, then this team, they're going to be rivaling some of those championship teams and be absolutely loaded this year. As much as I like Quinshawn Judkins and Travion Henderson, it's hard with the data we have on Zeke to say they're better than Zeke. That'd be a stretch. Yeah, it would be a stretch. Zeke was that complete player. I mean, he was he was one of the best players without the football in his hands. Um, that's what made him really special. Once he got hot, you can count on Zeke you know, ripping off 150, 170, as uh, the later part of the season came 200. Junkins is special. He's one of those guys that he can put you in the in the pretzel. Um, he runs hard, but I don't see him making that, that Z type of impact. He's going to be a guy that's going to share the, lo- share the load. One of the attractions coming to Ohio State, he thought that he was being overused at Ole Miss. 
Um, he was getting a significant amount of touches. So now he has an opportunity to save some of that wear and tear on his body with Trevion Henderson splitting those reps. But he's extremely talented, but he, I wouldn't say he's on that level type of uh, – that Zeke type of level, which once Zeke got going, I don't think there was a defense in the country that was going to be able to contain him. Tom in Myrtle Beach wants to know, Jay Book, where is Jim Knowles going to play Sonny Styles, safety or linebacker? And my gut feeling says linebacker. I think he's going to grow into that position. When you look at the safety room, you already got Caleb Downs. You're going to have Latham Ransom back. You got some guys, some younger guys um, that you really like back there. I just think that with the linebacker situation being such a question mark, Sonny's body type being able to grow into a natural linebacker, put him up there in that box, allow him to bend that arc, uh, get after the quarterback. Jim Knowles has the jack position in his arsenal as far as how he wants to employ the linebacker system. I think Sonny Styles will make the perfect jack. So my gut feeling says that eventually he will move down. And if you, uh, if you pay attention to some of the Ohio State uh, videos that they've been releasing over the winter workouts, he's been working out with Cody Simon, the linebacker, a lot lately. So I don't know if that means anything, but if you're working out with uh, a linebacker right there, it tells me that that move could be in the making. Jay Book with us, Book Nuts. They met in Dallas, their meeting, and out of those meetings regarding the future of the playoffs, there's talk about 14 teams as early as 26. Want to get your thoughts on that, Jay Book, and uh, there's also talk that the Big Ten and the SEC are going to demand a guaranteed number of teams, perhaps. I, I don't like it. I think, I mean, 12, let's see, before we even start talking about expanding it, let's see what 12 looks like. I am excited for 12. I think that's going to be fantastic, especially when you start seeing some of these teams from down south having to cross the Mason-Dixon line to go play uh, potentially up north in December. I think that would be uh, fascinating to see on the TV perspective. But let's see how 12 looks first before we even start talking about expanding it to 14. My fear is if you start going 14, what's next? 16, what's next? 18. You start to water down the, re the regular season, start to devalue it. Uh, at that point, the product, I think, starts to suffer as a whole. So I don't like to talk of 14. I am excited for the 12, but before we even say, hey, we need to expand it, let's see what they have in place first is actually going to need fixing because I think the format, what they have right now, has the potential to be, you know, really exciting for the fans, the schools, um, having home games in the playoffs in December, if that's possible. I think that's going to be really cool to see. So I just think that right now 14 is too much. Jay Book, this is always about money, but I'm wondering, is this expansion talk already, as you mentioned, to 14, about the SEC and the Big Ten getting more teams in or pacifying the non-P5? Money may – when you bring up money, that's a good point because a lot of people at Ohio State believe that it's inevitable that profit sharing is coming down the line meaning that a lot of the money uh, is going to start being funneled to the kids. That's why, you know, when you're talking to the NIL people at Ohio State, they're, they're, com they're doing what they need to do right now to compete. But the thought is eventually that's 
going to go away. You're not even going to have to worry about collectors because private sharing is going to be in place. All the kids are going to get a piece of the pie. Everybody's going to have food on the table. So expanding the playoff, if it means generating more revenue, is probably in the mind that, hey, if we're going to have to share, we need to grow the pot to offset some of the losses that we're going to have to sustain, giving the kids some of this pot sharing. J-Book, maybe a minute left. Tom wants to know your thoughts on the Chip Kelly hire. I like it. I, um, at first, I was a little skeptical about it. Um, you know, with Skip, I was questioning, you know, what – does he still have it in the tank? And then just hearing some of the people, you know, at Ohio State talking about it, believe that what Chip is going to bring is an enhanced rushing attack. One thing that he was really good at is his rushing attack at UCLA and Oregon uh, with the Eagles. So he's going to be able to elevate Ryan Day with that rushing attack. He also has um, uh, a guy who's going to be able to be a mad scientist in there. Doesn't have to worry about Bill He's going to do what he does best, which is coach quarterbacks and uh, coach high-level offensive um, in the Big Ten. So I think that he's going to be a home run hire. Jay Book, appreciate it, man. All right. Take care. There he is. Jonah Booker. Bugnut. Outstanding. Out freaking standing. J.C. Sherbert, as we continue. TheBigSpur.com. Also, Carolina Rise. Morning in Montgomery County, just outside of Clarksville. There's still on the scene of a pretty bad accident. 24 westbound at the 15 mile marker. Traffic's still heavy over here, passing the airport. All that traffic volume coming through Donaldson Hermitage on 40 westbound there at BNA Airport. Still a lot of volume also on 24 coming up through the Hickory Hollow area in from Murfreesboro. Hey, 24-7, reliable crane and rigging services right here in Middle Tennessee. It's Tomahawk Crane and Rigging. Check them out at TomahawkCrane.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzy. Rizm Kism of Rizza, a prescription only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzy, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to Sky Rizzi. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to Sky Rizzi, there's nothing on my skin, and that means everything. 
your doctor today about SkyRizzy, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more. Buyandtow.com. Get cash for junk cars. Do you have a vehicle that's become a problem? You can get cash in your hand today and your vehicle hauled away. They'll buy your vehicle no matter the condition, in your driveway, at your mechanic shop, or even on the side of the road. You can call them at 615-480-6473 or visit buyandtow.com. Get cash in your hand today and your vehicle hauled away. 615-480-6473. Buyandtow.com. That's buyandtow.com. Hey, it's John Burton from News Channel 5. And it's Patton Cook from National Sports Radio. We are excited for our new show, JB and the General, every Monday through Friday right here on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. Talking all things Titans, Nashville SC, Preds, anything you want, we can talk. And we don't mind going off the beaten path once in a while as well. Again, that's every Monday through Friday, 9 to 11, right here on WNSR. Call 615-844-5600. Get in on the Bill King Show. This is Sherbert. The Dixburg.com and also Carolina Rise. On Thursdays, he's with us. J.C. I'm not sure where to start. I'm sure we'll get into some Carolina items. Johnny Vegas wants to go baseball first. He said pitching in South Carolina doesn't seem to be a problem. He says biggest complaint is he can't get a bet down on South Carolina. Either no line posted or the lines were too big, minus 1,000 or bigger. I don't know, J.C., if you can fix that for him or not. Well, I mean, so I'll just the, the five-game schedule. <laughs> so right. far, right. has been uh, three uh, against. Um, oh, uh, who did they play? Oh, I'm drawing a blank of who they play. Oh, Miami of Ohio, uh, Winthrop, and then uh, Queens University out of Charlotte. So that's probably why you're not getting the line right now. It's, <laughs> it's um, pretty easy money, um, I guess. <laughs> if uh, if you bet on the Gamecocks, as is the case with a lot of SEC schools, you know they don't necessarily schedule too difficult um, early in the year. But the Clemson series is coming up. I think they have Belmont this weekend. I don't know. Folks up in Nashville, I don't, y'all may know better than I do how good Belmont baseball is. But um, it's, it's Belmont, then Clemson, then Longwood, who is, I think, a team that goes to the tournament sometimes uh, before they get cranked up at Ole Miss uh, in SEC play. I know the head coach at Belmont very well. His name is Dave Jarvis. I do not know how good they are. I don't know that part. Yeah, though. yeah. It's uh, I can't remember if it was which one up. The, the Belmont and Lipscomb kind of run together for me. I know Belmont's been really good at basketball uh, over over the years, and uh, I know Lipscomb has been good at, from time to time. But I, I, th- those two kind of are interchangeable sometimes for me. But uh, I mean, my old boss went to Lipscomb, and, and so that's kind of what I associate with them. And then Belmont. Uh, is a mystery, but um, yeah, that, that's the schedule, so that's probably why you can't get a bet on it. 
Tom in Myrtle Beach says, uh, donate to the foundation and 1870 society when it comes to Ohio State football. Also, he says, uh, donate to Legacy 14 for Coastal Carolina baseball. Wants to know, JC, have you ever thought of dividing your NIL per sport, or can you choose what sport your money goes to if you donate to Carolina Rise? Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, tell Tom, yeah, just the uh, Tom's got my DM uh, on Twitter, so just DM me. Uh, we I specialize in uh, making sure people's money goes where I mean you can earmark it for whatever sport you'd like. Um, so I always make sure that I've got everything in a spreadsheet, and we just uh, budget accordingly. Um, most people just kind of give to the general things, knowing it's going to go mostly to football, men's basketball, baseball, women's basketball. But uh, if there's a sport you like. Uh, that you want all your money to go to, certainly, um, or even 50-50. Uh, some people do 50-50 or, or whatnot. So just uh, let me know, and uh, we can certainly take care of it, Tom. We'd love to have you. J.C., we're about to, with the 24 football season coming up, have a 12-team playoff. Before we've even had a 12-team playoff, according to reports out of Dallas yesterday, they're discussing a 14-team playoff which might be in place by 26. Your thoughts? I don't know why they, I mean, why not 16 is my question. I mean, that, that, but, but because here's the thing, and Bill, we talked about this last week, and, you yeah. know, uh, our friend Tim Brando uh, says that, you know, it's probably going to 16. That's his opinion, and uh, I, I tend to agree with him, but why 14? I mean, so that's the top two teams. And here's why, you know, I, I thought about this. Right, so say, you know, Georgia this year would have lost to Alabama, but then they would have had a home playoff game in Athens, Bill. Uh, that's quite a consolation prize. <laughs> and I think, I think, I think these guys are going to look around and go, well, why are we going to, you know, why do we have to go to Tempe and then Pasadena and back to back weeks? We don't get a whole other home game to make our fans happy. Uh, and the teams that are not as highly ranked do get a home game. Now it's an extra round, and I get the the situation with the bye, and it could be beneficial. But man, oh man, I mean, you, you, you're kind of like punished for being good uh, in terms of those home games, which I think are you know for fans and and, and the, the impact on campuses and things like that. I think I think those are going to be wild, Bill. I mean, we've never we've never had anything like that in college football. And it also opens it up to cold weather teams. Uh, you know, in, in this sport, very rarely is anything decided uh, in the elements uh, during the winter. Uh, pros different. You know, college, even even the Rose Bowl is out in sunny California. I mean, so uh, we're going to have some interesting situations weather-wise uh, with those home games and stuff. When a, you know, say an Ole Miss has to go to Notre Dame. Uh, you know, it, it, I live up here. It's cold. It's different than it is in December in Oxford. So uh, I, I, I don't understand the logic of 14. Maybe somebody could convince me. Uh, I do think 16 uh, is a nice even number. You're only adding two more games uh, if you go to 16, and I think those home games uh, are going to end up being something that just about every school wants at the end of the day. J.C. Sherbert with us, thevicksburg.com and Carolina Rise. Let's say they go to 14, though, in 26, and all this is unclear. What I understand it would be 13 versus 14 at the higher seeds home stadium, 
And then after that, really no explanation. I assume, J.C., they would feed into, wouldn't that be a gift to the one seed? I, I, I don't know. 13, 14, so then you'd go. Would they feed into the top seed that's sitting there with a buy and they earned it because they're the top seed? I don't see. I don't. I don't know. So what about the what about the eight seed? What where are they going to go? <laughs> uh, who are they going to play? Yeah, that's my. Uh, I mean, I, that's the whole thing. I mean, right. you know, having done bracketology for years, you know that that sixteen number is speaking my language. You know, because it's correct. Basically, like the NCAA tournament one versus sixteen, eight versus nine. But you know, you start throwing buys in there. I mean, are they going to make? So, so would thirteen and fourteen be a play-in game, and then so then where do they go? I mean, there's a lot of questions. Are they going to have to play four? I mean, you know, right. that, that fourteen surprised me. I was like, I don't know who came up with that number. I mean, I, I would I would assume. Yeah, I, I think sixteen is a is a. If you're going to go to fourteen, you may as well go to sixteen. I, I just don't, uh, uh, or say at twelve. I'm, I'm not I'm not a big fan of uh, of this weird. You know, uh, double buy or whatever they're they're trying to do there. Craig in North Augusta, and this has come up, but it bears repeating. He wants to know, JC, if universities are able to pay players directly, will that do away with collectives? I don't think it will. I think um, I think because at that point, if you're talking about universities paying directly. Then you're talking about salaries, and and there will be a need for NIL on top of salaries. Uh, it, now, do I think that if universities decide to go that route, and it's employment, and it is what it is, and all that good stuff, do I think there's going to be a you know the the, the way the collectives operate now is going to change? You know, with probably some rules that all the stakeholders get behind. Absolutely, but. There's still going to be a need uh, for name, image, and likeness in its traditional sense, um, and you know a lot like like a lot of them, uh, you know, do operate that way and, and and go and get deals and have businesses that support them that need the publicity and stuff like that. Now, yeah, you know, will it be different? Absolutely. Um, will it be, you know, as 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 on the fans and boosters as it is now? No, you know, you're talking about less money that you need coming in but um there's also there's always going to be a need for it though as long as there's an nil rule and and a need to go facilitate deals and and put your players in the best possible financial position uh from that standpoint so i don't think they're going to go away barring a like a ban if they they ban collectives okay and then that's it and we'll uh Shake hands and uh, and move on. I mean, <laughs> I got a lot going on, Bill. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm fine with that. But it's uh, uh, as of right now, I don't see I don't see collectives going anywhere. How soon do you think we'll have in place where the universities are paying? I mean, things happen so fast. Uh, you know, all eyes are on that lawsuit with uh, Virginia and Tennessee and and all that. And, you know, if you look at actually what's in that lawsuit, they are suing for the right. And this is interesting, too, because think about this, Bill. They are suing for the right to, for collectives, independent business entities, to be able to enter into negotiations and agreements with recruitable athletes. So if they just, if they say, yeah, you can't stop them from doing that, then I don't know the collectives don't take on a bigger role as the as a recruiting arm 
uh, of a particular school because that's the argument they're making legally is these are independent businesses. You can't restrict what they're doing. They have nothing to do with the school, blah, blah, blah. Wink, wink, nod, nod. <laughs> and, right. and that opens a big Pandora's box because at that point, you know, uh, the collectors actually take on an outsized role. I'm not very comfortable with that, to be honest. Uh, I don't, I don't, I, I think collectors are there to kind of support, not, not get things done. Not, I mean, I'm not gonna, uh, I'd have to hire somebody to go recruit. I'm not doing that, you know, but, uh, right. It's, uh, it, it's one of those things where if you read what this is all about, this is a, uh, this would be, be a big step. Now, these antitrust cases, Bill, only 97, 97% of them usually go for the defendants in the real world. So, I don't know that the odds are as great as people think, but um, if they do get it and they do win it, then uh, it's going to be it's going that that will change the landscape significantly in the near term. Tom in Myrtle Beach says this may be early, but who starts at quarterback, Sellers or Ashford? Robbie Ashford. <clears throat> uh, Sellers is the odds-on favorite. Right. Um, I think that uh, now what I do like about Ashford is. Uh, the hire of Sean Elliott as the run game coordinator. Uh, he's a lot. Uh, Sean Elliott's done a really good job with quarterbacks like Robbie Ashford through the years. Um, so I think that that's becoming more of a, a fantastic, uh, uh, you know, kind of, you know, placeholder or stop gap or insurance policy, whatever you want to call it. But I'd be very surprised if Lenoris didn't, didn't win the job. Um, I, I don't think because he didn't have the five star rating and stuff, Bill. I, I just don't know. If he, I don't know if people understand how good he is. He, he's re, he's one of the best I've ever seen. Um, and he just, uh, you know, he got kind of blew up his senior year and had that Syracuse commitment. And you know, Georgia came and looked at him, and they they had another guy. You know, so uh, Clemson never pulled the trigger on him. So it's. His recruitment didn't really go down like a superstar, but he's got all the tools, um, and you know, and the intangibles too. He's smart, four point eight GPA, uh, can read a defense, strong arm, accurate passer, and six four two forty, and runs four four five. Man, on paper, what what else you want, right? I mean, yeah, and I mean, I've heard him compared to KJ Jefferson. I, I think he's light years ahead of KJ. As a passer and a, you know, making reads on defenses and things like that, he's uh, he's a lot different. You know, some people compare him to Cam Newton. Uh, Cam Newton was, of course, a a player that Bobby Burton and I rated the five stars out of high school. I've always been proud of that. That me and Bobby did that, but uh, not junior college, high school. You know, yeah. Uh, but Cam couldn't throw the ball like this guy could coming out of high school. So I, I don't know. I don't know what to compare him to. I'm just. Uh, Anxious for football season to start so people won't think I'm crazy anymore. J.C. Sherbert is with us each and every Thursday from the Bigspur.com and also with Carolina Rise. Yeah, what about the reports? And I'm not a senior bowl guy. I just I know it's very important. I just don't watch it. It's not interesting to me. But apparently Spencer Rattler a few weeks ago down there was the most impressive quarterback. That's not a surprise to me. I mean, yeah. and, and, and Bill, I mean, it's, if you look, sometimes it's like, who, who, there's 10 other guys on the field, right? right. Uh, and I actually think Spencer Rattler going through basically hell on earth for 10 games last year under Marcus Satterfield before 
you know, the reins got put on that particular coordinator and lighten it up after that. And then the struggles with the O-line that he had to overcome this year. And basically, if it was to be done on offense at Carolina this year, he was going to have to do it. I think that helps you going into an NFL situation because if you're starting early, you're not on a very good team or somebody's gotten hurt. And, and I think that's much more beneficial to him than it would be had, let's say, Caleb Williams hadn't beaten him out and he's in the Big 12 where they don't really play defense and Lincoln Riley's offense chunking it all over the yard to five-star receivers and never gets hit. You know, I think this time at South Carolina, despite the fact they didn't win a whole lot this year, has made him a better prospect for the NFL than maybe he would have been had he had he remained at Oklahoma just because of the different types of schemes he was exposed to and the adversity he had to overcome. It's a very good point. J.C. Sherbert with us. Carolina Rise and also TheBigSpur.com. J.C. up in Chicago. What, what's the ETA? I get a lot of questions about this on your move someday back to uh, Carolina. Oh, it's, uh, you know, we, we have two kids. I got married in December, and I inherited two really cool stepsons. One is a, a senior at Lotport. One's a sophomore, the Moose. He plays football. So you can't move teenagers, man. It would be grossly unfair, especially since I'm able to do my job. Technology now, Bill, you can do it from just about anywhere. So right. um, we're good. I go back to Columbia. I'm going back to Columbia for a week here in a couple of days. So, you know, I go back and forth, but – uh once that, uh, once the high school situation uh, gets taken care of, uh, the clock is ticking <laughs> quickly. The sands of the hourglass are going to be going quickly uh, for a move back, uh, back to the home state somewhere. Don't know where exactly in South Carolina, but we're probably heading back uh, at, the, at that point. That's going to be a tough one. There's so many good choices. That's tough. Yeah, and I don't know, Bill. You know, Greenville is so crowded now. I mean, that's that's where my family lives. But Greenville's gotten so crowded. Charleston's ridiculously expensive. Right. I may just go to a small town out somewhere and and, and plant a flag, you know, thinking that small town is going to grow here in the next ten years or so. We don't we don't know. I mean, I'm getting older. City life, like I would ne- I would probably never move back to Nashville now. Although oh. I love Nashville <laughs> because of the crowd, you know. Oh, don't. Yeah, it's it's. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had seven great years in Nashville. Love living there. Probably my favorite place to live. But uh, uh, last time I went through, I was like, "Boy, this is getting crowded." <laughs> the skyline—you <laughs> you can't even recognize the skyline. I know. You know, it's crazy. All right, man. See you next week. Take care, Bill. J.C. Sherbert, fantastic. Get the break here, Omni Nashville Hotel.
Good morning, THB. Still working that wreck out in Montgomery County, just outside of Clarksville on 24 westbound at the 15-mile marker. It's a mess out there. Traffic's on the increase even more down through Millersville. It's still crowded over here at times on 40 westbound at Donaldson Pike. All that traffic's still coming in from Wilson County. 24 still has a lot of volume in from Rutherford County this morning towards Nashville up through the Antioch area on 24 westbound. Hey, Princess Hot Chicken is hiring at all their locations. Order online today. It's easyprincesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Hi, I'm Jeff Fisher. You know, you've probably heard by now that the Nashville Cats are coming back to Music City. Well, you are correct. They're coming back and they're coming in hot starting April 27th with the first of five home games at the historic Municipal Auditorium. There will be an additional game at FNM Bank Arena in mid-May up in Clarksville, and that will be honoring our military. Single game tickets as well as season tickets are on sale now. For more information, come visit thenashvillecats.com. A friend of mine just bought a new house for the first time. A new house. I mean, my wife and I loved to own a house, so I asked him how he did it. And he smiled, and he said he went to the knowledge tree. (laughs) He had this happy look on his face. So I told him to tell me more, and he said, John, the lack of knowledge will keep you poor. Then he handed me a brochure. It was from Knowledge Tree Mortgage. Now I understood. And after one phone call, I understood even more. Knowledge Tree Mortgage specializes in first-time homebuyers, folks like me who get the runaround from banks, and he got us pre-qualified. Knowledge Tree Mortgage got us our mortgage. And tomorrow, my wife and I are going to become first-time homebuyers. Here's the number, 859-9599. 859-9599. Money doesn't grow on trees. Knowledge does. Knowledge Tree Mortgage, 859-9599. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. Package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. It's a Bill King show. Brad, when that news hit, how did you respond? What were your thoughts? I'm always thinking betting first, but from a historical aspect, you know, there used to be debate as far as who the greatest is. It Bear Bryant is it Nick Saban. To me, it's Nick Saban, and I'm not a guy that lives in the moment. I just think Nick Saban is the greatest college football coach of all time. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. America's first home for college football talk is the Bill King Show. Says Bill, and this is actually an email. Bill, I prefer the old bull system. And I know it's Neanderthal to the college football playoff being called Magnin, but evolution 
prevails, Bill. I'm just trying to figure out how to be a fan of this new world of college football as the things I used to cherish are now extinct. Bill, Mike Leach was ahead of his time when he was promoting a large expanded playoff. A good point to the expanded playoffs will be the reduction of opt-outs like we are seeing in the bowls. They're unwatchable, Bill. Also to Jim and Jupiter, he says, Notre Dame gets a bye every week, or excuse me, every year now because they don't have to play in a championship game. That's their bye week. Um, yeah, and, and again, they're not in a league, so they're not going to be allowed to have a bye in the postseason. But I think it'd be a disappointment if Notre Dame's not in the playoffs this year. I think if you're an Irish fan, it would be fair to judge their season based on in or not. If they're not, I think they probably underachieved. Now, how far can they go? I think that is the question. Could they win a round or two? I think possibly. Yeah, I think possibly they could. Could they chip away and win the whole thing? I do not think that's where they're at. No. I don't think they're that far along right now. Tom in Myrtle Beach. Bill, just for the record, I am not for moving the Buckeye-Michigan game. I heard the discussion and thought it was interesting. I do not like changing tradition. Oh, I think a lot of people feel your way. And I would, uh, look, I like that game. Wherever they played it, I'd love it. But I do not want to change the calendar positioning of that matchup. That'd be blaspheming. That'd be blasphemy. I just, no. Auburn, Alabama, let's make that uh, week two. No, 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 no. That's Now, that's not quite the same historically since we went to divisions in 92. They've been in the same division, so it's not the same. Well, well, Michigan, Ohio State, I guess it is. It is. Intra-league, huge matchup, huge rivalry game. But, and both leagues will not have divisions this year. That's fine. But, yeah, that'd be like moving the Iron Bowl to uh, September 8th. What? What's what's up with that? I just, I, I, I'd enjoy the game either way, but it belongs where it belongs in its current spot. And that's what I, uh, that's what I prefer. But, no, no, I'm glad Tom brought it up. If that's a discussion that's happening on some level, then we need to know about it and we need to discuss it. Hope that day never comes. And I don't I, – well, I was about to say I don't know why. We, we've heard the explanation for it. Tom's given it. but And I hope Jay Book's right about that. I hope that that day is not coming. Talking about this Buckeye team – Compared to the 14-team or the 0-2-team, L-Dog down in Peachtree City, Georgia. Bill, if this 24-Buckeye team is as good as the 22-team with a generational talent, a quarterback in C.J. Stroud, plus an offensive line that was elite with Paris Johnson and Dewan Jones, and oh, by the way, MHJ and the rest of that offense, 
2022 Ohio State greater than 2024 Ohio State. So he's saying forget about the natty teams of 14 and 02. There was a team two years ago that I like better. Offensive line, certainly better on that team. Quarterback, with all due respect to Will Howard, um, not close. Not close. And receiving core, bunch of du- dudes everywhere, man. Yep, dudes all over the place, including MHJ, but receivers over receivers over receivers everywhere. Very good point. Yeah, very good point. All right, we'll get another one here. Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning, THB. Still working that wreck out in Montgomery County, just outside of Clarksville on 24 westbound at the 15-mile marker. It's a mess out there. Traffic's on the increase even more down through Millersville. It's still crowded over here at times on 40 westbound at Donaldson Pike. All that traffic's still coming in from Wilson County. 24 still has a lot of volume in from Rutherford County this morning towards Nashville up through the Antioch area on 24 westbound. Hey, Princess Hot Chicken is hiring at all their locations. Order online today. It's easyprincesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. In a single moment, everything can change. When a player's sudden cardiac event brought a national football game to a halt, it shone a spotlight on the importance of CPR readiness. Now, with youth sports in full swing, the American Heart Association is rallying parents and coaches to be ready in an emergency. To be ready, learn hands-only CPR. It's a skill anyone can learn in minutes. Visit heart.org slash hands-only CPR and become a lifesaver today. Your brain is an amazing thing. But as you get older, it naturally begins to change, causing a lack of sharpness or even trouble with recall. Thankfully, the breakthrough in Prevagen helps your brain and actually improves memory. The secret is an ingredient originally discovered in jellyfish. Based on a clinical study of subgroups of individuals who are cognitively normal or mildly impaired, Prevagen has been shown to improve memory. A Pharmacy Times national survey of pharmacists rated Prevagen the number one pharmacist-recommended memory support brand for the fifth year in a row. You can find it in the vitamin aisle in stores everywhere without a prescription. Help your memory. Try Prevagen today. Prevagen. Healthier brain, better life. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. 
<clears throat> oh, beautiful gold rush with your sparkling top prize. You surely are a sight for sore eyes. And jackpot slots with your chance of $75,000 winners. Oh, how I'd take you for a candlelight dinner. Uh, sounds like people are really loving the new February Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Play today for your chance to win up to $5 million only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Maybe it's a overreaction on Monday, but I'm going to move it forward for me. Pump the brakes a little bit on Kyle Shanahan. He's got to do it to be included as he's one of the best coaches in the NFL. Now, right now, I would say Andy Reid is one of the best coaches in the NFL, and he's one of the best coaches of all time. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNF. Text The Bill King Show now at 615-844-5600 and interact with the king of college football. The Bill King Show. On the Friday edition, Coach Pete, hour one. You guys love Coach Pete. does a fantastic job. The angelic tones of Ole Miss Evie, top of hour two. Kevin Hagan, we tape that today, hour two as well. Brad Powers, all that gambling. That's hour number three on the Friday edition. Jeff, two, Bill, regarding the question about Michigan-Ohio State and what would fans prefer, win the Michigan game, but not win the Big Ten or the Natty, or lose the Michigan game and end up winning the Natty. And the thought is, Buckeye fans would rather win the Michigan game. Now, again, that's not scientific, but that's what we're told. Jeff, too, says, being an Alabama fan, I have to say, that's where we differ. Ohio State and Alabama, that's where we differ. It goes in 17, 2017. Alabama lost by two touchdowns to Auburn. Didn't even make the SEC title game. Beat Georgia for the natty. Give me 17 every year, and I'm ecstatic. The natty comes first, Bill. That's the way I would feel as a fan. Now, again, I'm not emotionally immersed in the Iron Bowl or Michigan-Ohio State, so I don't know what that feeling's like. It's easy for me me to sit here and say I wouldn't have those emotions because I don't have those emotions. I love the game, love it, but I do not have an emotional investment in the outcome of it. The outcome is not going to affect me at all other than just so appreciative to watch it and learn from it, right? That's it. No other investment other than I love the topic. A lot. Johnny Vegas said, Bill, coming up Friday, Oregon State and Arkansas. Yeah, I did not realize that. Oregon State, when we went, we took the show one year, and it was June of 07, to Omaha for the College Baseball World Series. And 
that's when Oregon State was winning back-to-back. Now, I don't remember if that was their first year or second year. I think it might have been second, but I'm guessing there. So Oregon State as a baseball entity and power has been around for a while. Now, I do not follow their ebb and flow every year because they're in Corvallis, but that is a fantastic program. Back in 07, Oregon did not have a baseball program. Yeah, Phil Knight was around. He's been around a long time. They did not have a baseball program. They do now. And I think they're pretty good, but but Oregon State has had a marvelous football program through the years and won back-to-back. They won back-to-back. Remember, we were talking to J.C., I think it was last week. South Carolina won it in 10 and 11, I think. And now they won back-to-back. That's hard to do. Hard to do in any sport. Unless you're Oklahoma softball. And I'm not saying it's easy for them, but they seem to master that a little bit better than anybody else. They do. No cab up in Chicago. Bill, what do you think Notre Dame makes money-wise every home game? You think they are betting on themselves to host a first-round playoff game, and that's why they're fine with not having a bye? I think they're fine with not having a bye for two reasons. Number one, they don't have to play the week of a championship game. And, again, I like the league championship games, but the more teams we add to the playoff, the more and more that league championship game is a hindrance to your roster. The way I look at it. Now, you could say, but winning it, you're then seeded, and, well, that's fine, and and you may get a bye, that's fine. That's fine, but I think the outcome of a league championship game, as it pertains to who's going to win it all, could be overrated, as much as I enjoy watching those games. Notre Dame doesn't have to play that game. Rest the roster. No, you're not going to be a top-five seed, so what? I don't think it's a money consideration at all. I think it's just about what's the best interest. It, let me put it this way. If Notre Dame here over the next couple of years wins a national championship, and I don't, I don't think their roster is there, but if they did, then everybody's going to come squawking, and the narrative is then going to be, well, yeah, you didn't have to play a league championship game. That's so easy. Y'all rested up, and then look, everybody else is beat to a pulp, Bill. What's up with that? So it's gonna, it, they're going to get it either way. <laughs> Which is, hey, that comes with uh, having Notre Dame on your lapel, right? That's part of it. That's, you signed up for it, here, here's the repercussions of it all. I'm just, I just don't care. Doesn't matter to me whether they play in a league a league championship game or not. Only thing I care about is what happens when these teams get on the field and they play each other. And is Notre Dame more equipped to get further than perhaps they've been in the past? Now in the past, all they needed to do was play one game, BCS championship game against Alabama, and that was in twelve or January of thirteen. And then a playoff game here or there, but but that's it. And and now you're going to have to win games to get in there. Go through a gauntlet to get in there. 
Friday edition, I mentioned Coach P to be with us, Ole Miss Evie, Kevin Hagan, Brad Powers. Can't wait to get to it. Lush Pop.